Thank you for visiting Discontinued on Display. We are so happy that you have joined us. At this time, we ask of you a few small favors. Please stay with your guides at all times. If you separate, you may get lost. We ask that you refrain from eating or drinking while on the tour. And, silly rabbit, yogurt is for kids. Welcome back to Discontinued on Display. I am an evil James Bond type villain that has taken over the world, ergo making the museum now mine. Joining uh, me uh, as always is the wonderful Chris Corrigan. Oh no. Oh gosh, I'm going to have to call a superhero to come fix my town now. Yes. I, I didn't realize. I had a nefarious plot that involved me taking over the the whole whole world oh, uh yeah no. it's not just our town it's the whole world um it, this is familial very... backstabbing like you this is like yeah. patricide yeah it's it's it this is a pretty nefarious plot it, you you should see my evil layer in the you know flow charts that i had to go with it's it's is the evil layer in the museum Ooh, i think so let's make oh that no <laughs> oh no that so that's what happened is I, I I tricked you to build the museum on top of my evil letter. <gasps> Such <laughs> betrayal. Oh, how will ever we fix this? Well, tune in next week to find out. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been discontinued on display. Oh, see, I'm keeping the museum open. So the part the nefarious plot was not to close the museum. I like museums and theme parks and other things like that. So all that stuff stayed open and is running as normal. In fact, I'm funding it more. So um, fair. I'm, I'm stingy. Reason, uh, nefarious for other reasons, but not for anything in museum related. Oh, God. This is just... <laughs> see, now I feel like... As we go on, we're going to start talking less and less about discontinued products, and it's going to be this weird radio drama of you and I fighting for control <laughs> of this town. It's going to be like, you know what it's going to be like without um, spoiling it? It's going to be like WandaVision. Ah, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Right yes. at the end where there was that one battle. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, okay. You yep. know what I'm talking about. Oh, yes, yes. Um, all right. Well, we have uh, to, on today's tour, uh, we have a yogurt spectacular for you. We do. Shockingly, uh, I have not heard of one of these yogurts until uh, last week when you texted me about it and I did some research on it. Um, really? Yes. Um, we'll, we'll start there. Uh, you know, the first uh, display case we have here is the <laughs> Dannon Sprinklins, and I had never heard of this. I distinctly remember these. Dannon Sprinklins. I have a First of very all, clear memory. I, like, I have to say, most names of this kind of stuff, I'm like, ah, oh, that's just bad. I think this one's pretty good. It is. And honestly, the whole thought behind the product is... It, it's great. It's great. And it's... I liked it. Like, so from, from a standpoint about... And I think a lot of times, sometimes we're able to talk a lot more about, like, oh, the product tasted good or it didn't taste good. People liked it. People didn't. To me, this is almost in the same vein as Crystal Pepsi, where there was a lot of information kind of revolving around the marketing element of it and why they made certain choices. And I found that very fascinating. 
So before we get into uh, that interesting stuff, because that mm-hmm. sounds really great. Uh, if you don't, like me, did not know what Dan and Sprinklins were, oh, yes, it please. was uh, yogurt. And then you popped off the top and under the top, there was another like foil top that mm-hmm. had the sprinkles in it. And you didn't know what type of sprinkles they were going to be. It could be rainbow sprinkles or red sprinkles or green sprinkles. It was a mystery. And then the sprinkles also changed the color of the yogurt. And even Mm -hmm. in some cases changed the flavor of the yogurt. And you didn't know what you were going to get. And so it was this big mystery of like, Ooh, you're going to open it up. And what, what are you going to get? Is it going to taste different? Is it going to change your yogurt to be red? And it was um, uh, very, very cool. I thought. Yeah. I, I, I got this a lot. This was one of my treats a lot as a kid. And I remember like sometimes the sprinkles would have shapes, they would theme them. There were there were mystery ones, like what you were talking about, where you wouldn't know. And then there were some where with a clear top so you could see exactly what you would be putting into your yogurt. Okay. Okay. I definitely saw those. Um and from what I can tell in research, so this Dan and Sprinklins were released in nineteen ninety two. Uh so was I. That's when I was released. And um that's a weird way of saying that. Yeah, that's that's when I hit uh I hit the hit the market, I hit the shelves. Um uh that's when I rolled off the conveyor belt if you will. It's a great way to talk about childbirth. Um but oh, so man. they came out in 1992 and the concept was essentially, you know, we need to get kids eating yogurt. And so this was how this was their kind of backdoor way uh, to get them in. Because sprinkles make everything better. True. Well, they made the yogurt taste better because the concept that Dannon had come up with was that they believed children were not interested in yogurt because it had a, quote, sour taste, and the sprinkles and the sugar within the sprinkles was going to fix that. Well, and if you've ever had, like, normal... I don't say normal, but like yogurt with no sugar in it. It is very sour. It is. It's it's an acquired taste that it is. is. So I, I think when when we think yogurt, we think of the stuff that's chocked full of a lot of sugar and Correct. wacky flavors. You know, Yoplait has every flavor under the sun right now. And, and well, what I found interesting was like when I think Dannon, I think those little like Dannon drinkables or whatever yeah, those were called um, where you would drink the yogurt Danimals Danimals that's yeah what it was. That, that was there was a lot of like Disney Channel stars when we were young that were like Danimals Danimals yeah, like, like yeah. the Sprouse twins I think were the yes, big Danimals yes. people um, um and so like when I think yogurt and when I think Dannon in terms of yogurt I think two things I I think Dannon makes one of the oh I'm going to google this real fast um I'm scared <laughs> Because I'm typing <laughs> it in weird. Show up in Chris's Google search box now. Yeah, I'm well. Okay, so yeah, I thought it was. I thought Dannon did Activia. Dannon does Activia, but I couldn't remember Activia, so I typed in Dannon poop yogurt and God. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That does get you Activia. Though. I got to Activia, <laughs> but Activia is a Dannon yogurt. So I think of the yogurt that's supposed to help clean you out, and I think <laughs> product like kid kid yogurts that's all i think of but before dan and sprinklins they didn't have a specific product for kids like this was their attempt to hook into the kid market was by doing this um it cost them 13 million dollars to launch nationwide um and a 
package of Dan and Sprinklins back in the 90s would have cost you $2.19. For how many? I believe they came in packs of four. Oh, that's not too bad. And in 1993, so this is the year after they released them, the Sprinklins um, were bringing in revenue of 93.9, or I'm sorry, not 93, $43.9 million. That's pretty good. I mean, I I remember the 90s were a big yogurt time. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, Trix yogurt was put into this. And, and uh, I mean, I guess since this kind of follows along this thing, you know, Dannon obviously is is a big yogurt company, but YoPlay is the kind yeah. of the other big company. And, and Trix was under the YoPlay brand. And so both of these come out about the same time because of that. Like it's this we're trying to get kids interested in yogurt. So Dannon yeah. went more of like the gimmicky sprinkles and yogurt. Yeah, route. You'll play went more of like the what's a recognizable brand that kids are already going to lock onto. Oh, I like Trix cereal. Uh, now I will just buy Trix yogurt. Correct. Um, um, so, yeah, there was this big push for yogurt in the 90s. I remember a lot of people had yogurt in their lunches when I was a kid. Yep. Yep. And there were a lot of like a lot of what I was finding were people who was so weird, like journalists and and marketing people talking about their kids wanting the the. Dan and Sprinklins and how the marketing for it really got them like this one, my favorite story, and I don't think I pulled direct quotes from it, uh, but it was a reporter from the Los Angeles Times. They were making their way down the the aisles. Um, She saw the yogurt and like locked eyes with her mom and went, that's the yogurt my friend has. I need it. And her mom was like, really? I mean, okay. And she got it. Now, the thing is, is her daughter didn't like it because she thought it was too sweet. But she tried every single one of them. She only ate about a quarter of each flavor that she got, threw them all out. And <laughs> this is the cute part. Well, not cute. This is the part that might make you go, huh, of the story. So she kept yogurt was still on this girl's palate, even though the the sprinklings didn't work for her, that they had been too sweet. But she was still devoted to the product. And now what she wanted was plain white yogurt. Mixed with pesto sauce? What? Yep. That's what this reporter's daughter started to eat instead. But Dan and Sprinklin's got her there. And that's kind of the point. Uh, So one of their marketing agents had gone into quote saying that their hope, this is a quote, um, the hope is that when kids get to the point where the sprinkles seem a little babyish to them, maybe they'll try a Dan and blend, which is a bit more subtle. Then they can move on to Dan and fruit um, on the bottom of the yogurt um and the point was is to make a healthy habit for life that's that was their like motto and they meant it they wanted to try and get them in young that they wouldn't stay devoted to the sprinkles and the sweetness that their palates would change and they would be like well i'm a dannon person and they would move down the product line until they got to the healthier yogurts but this was a point to get them in and in all fairness and in their defense i mean kids have the mobility, the energy, and the metabolism to burn off the extra sugars that the sprinkles are adding to the yogurt. So all in all, that's not a stupid idea to get them into eating something that is, even though it has sugars, has healthy qualities for you. And then eventually the sugar part of it will drop. Like I think myself today, if I eat yogurt, I buy a big container of Greek yogurt, plain Greek yogurt, and I flavor it myself. I use honey to make it sweet because that's an Mm. sweetener and that's better for you. I put in like a dollop of peanut butter. Ooh. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll put in like some jelly or some dried cranberries or something in there like that. I make my own yogurt. Like I don't 
by the the pre-sweetened ones anymore. So congratulations, Dannon. I'm into yogurt for life. You did it. And I do it the healthy way like you wanted me to do, but you started me on the sprinkles. Uh, One of the weird things I found was that according to, I couldn't find an exact end date, but there was one article that suggested it had discontinued five years after its like official release, which its official nationwide release was 93, which means that Dannon's yogurt stopped, or the Dannon's sprinklings stopped existing in 98, which I just find hard to believe because they have such a, a spot in my brain. But that was when, because I, I remember as a kid the Danimals with, you know, we, we talked about it with the Disney Channel stars and that monkey that became like the spokesman for Danimals. And it became yeah. like the, and this is when like Gogurt started to come out where yogurt was too cumbersome. It's now how do you like take it on your it skateboard? So it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can. Oh gosh, there's a, there's a nice early 2000s trend of skateboarding. Oh, yeah. Where, yeah, it was, how do you drink this on the go? How do you make this easier for lunches? How do you make it so? I'm sure probably some of it was, I'm not sending my kid with yogurt because they throw out the spoon and I'm tired of sending them with real spoons and I'm not going to buy disposable ones. I, I don't know. That was a total guess, but. Well, there's another spinoff from the Danning Company. So they did several different things. One of them was there was yogurt that, and I remember this, You could it came with a funny shaped spoon that was attached to the cup. Uh, but they also did dinosaurs, so it was, it was like how you talked about throw a Disney character on it. I'm gonna buy it. They threw dinosaurs, like into the mix. There was um the flavors. I thought you would like these. Um, I wrote them down. Were Bananasaurus Rex and try cherry tops. Oh, that's good. That's not forced. That's good. Somebody spent yeah. some time workshopping those. Uh, there were cool cups and rainbow layers of with rainbow layers of yogurt. Uh, but kids never seem to really pick up on them so all those products end up going away but i like remember i remember the spoon one that one i really remember i i think that they probably were discontinued earlier than you than you feel like they were cuz i think dan like dan and switched into that danimals you know in a cup you know in that little jug that you can drink yeah. rather than the sprinklings um uh, did you see any of the the ad campaigns, not just for Dan and Sprinklins, but the whole Dan and ad campaign in like the early to mid 90s? Um, I did not. Tell me more. Uh, it is pretty much a Willy Wonka ripoff. Where? Oh, no, 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 no. You're right. I did. I remember now. I did watch one of those commercials. I was like, this feels like I'm watching the Wonka bar commercials all over yes. again. Yeah, it's, it's like this, except that the kids are, are frightening as all get out because, okay, Oompa Loompas are not creepy because <laughs> um, they're proportionally, everything is like proportioned correctly. Like, yes, they're shorter, but that means their hair is less and their faces are fine. And they're just like a little more portly and things like that. The Dannon version of this is they're like kids and they just have big hair, big yep. obnoxious hair. And it's weird. It just it, like it, it was it, the, the commercials made me uncomfortable. Um, and this was not just for Dan and Sprinklins. Yes, there is a Dan and Sprinklins commercial of these big haired discount Oompa Loompas. <laughs> but um, but uh, it, it was a whole like it, it clearly it clearly was like trying to capitalize on this like Willy Wonka. You know, your Dan and yogurt is made in this magical factory and we mix it ourselves with all this stuff. And look, sprinkling sprinkles are raining down from above. And there was even another one. The, the, the other thing that I think they tried to catch on was like, 
you can try to guess what sprinkles are in it by shaking it. And so, well, yeah, that's like, how that works. Yeah, there's a you whole, can like, you can hear taste. Yes, yes, you can hear what sprinkles there are, and so you would. A lot of kids are shaking it, and then you know, kids are eating it and they're mixing it, and it's. Um, it, it was, uh, you know, '90s commercials were just, just '90s food commercials, especially. I just feel like we're really, really just a, a special breed of of ad campaigns. And like with the Wonka, they had a catchphrase. It was the craziest taste you ever put into your face. Yes. That was their little catchphrase. And, and speaking also- of ads, um, you can actually buy this. Would be a print ad, but you can buy a 1996 print ad for Sprinklins on eBay for sixteen dollars. I always Google the food products to see what pops up. I'm always scared after the ketchup extravaganza yeah, and Crystal like, Pepsi. I feel like the yogurt. You're not keeping yogurt that long, but the the print marketing that'd be you know you know that's again I, I could pay sixteen dollars. Um, I'm worried about you. You know, I, I I will say I I have not bought anything that we have eBayed up until this point. I I'm I have I have resisted. <laughs> now, if someone wanted to buy it for us and send it to us, please. We are, we are our museum loves loves gifts. We do. We do. Well, I mean, I guess reach out to us and let us know, and then uh, we'll we will get a PO box for it because we don't have one yet. Just give you my home address. Yeah, please come find us and hand us these things. Um, now, since I brought up the ketchup, I did want to bring up one other thing. Uh, this is something that Dannon did, in my opinion, very, very right uh, when marketing the Sprink Lens is that they marketed it to parents as well as kids. Now, we talked with the ketchup episode is that part of the issue was, well, this is heinously not nutritious. This is heinously bad for my child. Um, And that seems to be in some other episodes we've talked about. Some things that might have killed a product was this isn't like I'm not going to feed this to my kid. But what they did with this one is that they made sure that they had print ads in magazines for parents to see that went, we're releasing this yogurt for your kids. And yeah, it looks like this, but it's good for them. Like these are the good things about this yogurt. This is the purpose of this yogurt. Um, so that when your kid is in the grocery store and goes, Mom, I want that, they can go, oh, I read about that. That's that new yogurt that Dannon is doing. That's going to get my kids eating yogurt, which is good for their bodies. Well, and that's a clever, clever advertising technique because, yeah, I mean, how often – I mean, that's how all presidential or poli- political elections go where they just pump out ads so you get into the ballot box and go – I saw that guy on TV. He seemed pretty cool. And you check the box. Yeah. Um, and so like it very much is like that where it's like you're again, like you said, you're in the store. Your kid says that's the yogurt I want. You go, oh, yeah, I saw that in my, you know, Better Homes and Garden magazine, which I do get. Uh, I read it every month's issue of Better Homes and Garden. At my I house. feel like that might have been where this ad had been. I didn't I'm, write I'm, it down. I'll have to check the latest issue. OK, I, I have to qualify here. Um, my grandmother-in-law pays for a subscription for us for better homes and garden i don't know if it's like a like a a cheeky like hey your house is a dump and not- that's how they make it not i don't think that's the case but um she's just a really nice lady so um it also may just be she's like hey this you own a home now so you should read this better homes and garden and i'll be honest i i enjoy the issue so i'll have to keep an eye out for the dan and uh, ads but anyway i digress but yeah i mean that's that's you read the magazine and then you're in and you go, oh, yeah, I read about that in the Better Homes and Garden. And yeah, sure, yeah. whatever. Whereas if if your kid walks up to you and says, this is what I want and you go, wait, this has sprinkles in it. No, I'm not getting you this. Uh, now, according to a lot of what I, I read in terms of 
the Dan and Sprinklins. Uh, it just wasn't that. And again, I don't remember them not being good. Someone described them as being watery. A kid specifically described them as being a bit watery. And I was like, you know what? I kind of remember them being a little bit fluid. Um, so overall, a lot of kids thought they were a little too sweet or they weren't the right consistency, which seems to be a lot of problems that people have in marketing to kids. It's hidden consistency. Here's, um, here's what concerns me. If it's too sweet for kids, how sweet is it? Like kids can take a lot of sweet things. But I don't remember it being too sweet. I remember liking. Oh, you know what? Now that I say that, though, I do remember sometimes not putting in all the sprinkles. Like I'm starting to get these like <laughs> just had a just had a flashback yeah. to my childhood. <laughs> I'm having a that's so raven like flashback. <laughs> does she have flashbacks or does she have doesn't she? Well, she has the she has she sees the future. She has visions. I shouldn't so have disgraced so you're Raven. Reverse that's so raven. Well, what's happening is is like I'm having this like like where I freeze and like my brain like that like trip through my eyes happening oh, and yeah, like yeah. my brain shows me a picture, uh, not a full picture of my past. But are you now going to dress up in a wacky outfit like yeah. every episode of? That I'm going to get yeah. I'm going to put on a dress and a big booty and go into the principal's office and pretend to be my own mother. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. And then ultimately the plan will fail and you realize you should have just been honest from the forefront. Yes. The next episode you do the same thing. I'm going to forget to be again. honest. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Hey, everyone. My name is Casey Woolley, and I'm one of the co-hosts of Matt's other favorite, but definitely his first podcast, Beers and Ears, also proud podcasts of the Sorcerer Network. That's right. Uh, the flagship podcast of the Sorcerer Network, the Beers and Ears podcast. We've been around since March of 2020, which means we just celebrated our one year anniversary. We have over 100 different episodes for you to enjoy. And if you're a Disney fan, Pixar fan, Marvel fan. And Star Wars. Don't forget Star Wars, especially the animated TV shows. You know that yeah, I love mentioning them yeah, as much as I possibly yeah. can. Then you will absolutely love the Beers and Ears podcast, too. Everything from Disney trivia to top tens. Movie reviews, Convince Me episodes, interviews with diehard Disney nerds like us, park attraction spotlights. Gosh, I'm pretty sure I'm forgetting a ton of topics. We, we cover pretty much everything Disney. We sure do. So find us wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, and make sure you subscribe. And if you want to check us out on uh, the social media accounts, you can find us on Facebook at the Beers and Ears Podcast, Twitter and Instagram at Beers Ears 1928, or you can give us a shout through email, Beers and Ears 1928 at gmail.com. Hey, Matt, you want to hear a joke before we go? Sure. Why does Peter Pan always fly? I, ha I have no idea. <laughs> because he never lands. <laughs> Uh, but um you know what matt what that joke never gets old okay <laughs> okay we're done let's get back to discontinued on display uh, you know tricks yogurt I, I think has a little bit less interesting backstory honestly i couldn't find a lot except that um the reason that i could not find a lot on it was because apparently it's come back like within the last three weeks. Of I think there was a, a lot of stink of it going away. Well, because 
again, from a branding standpoint, Trix has the branding of it that when you, you know, while Dana needed to do this kind of supporting advertising of, okay, look, you know, here's, these are Dan and Sprinklins. Here's the purpose behind it, yada, yada, yada. Trix was like, listen, you buy Trix cereal, you're going to buy Trix yogurt. And, yeah. and I'm sure that's what happened to a lot of kids. Kids were like, oh, I like Trix. Mom, can we get Trix yogurt? And mom was like, sure. Yeah, whatever. And so, but I remember I ate a lot of Trix yogurt. That was my yogurt Same. as a kid. And I used so, to chew on the um. This might this might be the final piece of the puzzle. The way I am, I used to chew on the foil lids. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, maybe the texture thing. I, I get it. Like it's an interesting texture, and it's got like the yogurt residue on it. Yeah, I would just chew on them. Okay. Just munch, um, munch, munch. If those were on eBay, I'd buy those. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I. But I think too part of it. I feel like well, first off, Danon opened that door for tricks to go into kids yogurt they really to my way of looking at it is and from what i could find out dannon was really the first yogurt company that was like we're gonna market towards kids we're gonna get kids eating yogurt we're gonna figure this out and so other people were jumping on their bandwagon tricks would have been one of them and i mean yogurt can sometimes be a breakfast thing so i don't think it's too far of a stretch that tricks would have gone into that i mean and you think of the old tricks commercials which were kind of a ripoff of the Lucky Charms commercials. Kids had to tell a lot of people not to eat their cereal. <laughs> like when you, if you think back, Cookie Crisp, there was the oh no, I'm sorry, Cookie Crisp. When I was a kid, was a dog that broke out of prison, <laughs> and I think like it was because he was stealing the Cookie Crisp. I don't remember now. I remember once seeing a Cookie Crisp commercial when I was like in college, and they changed it to a a wolf that was like the Trix Rabbit couldn't keep his paws off and the kids kept like stopping him are there are there any normal serial characters captain crunch tony the tiger tony the have okay have you seen the the commercial that is a zoom meeting between tony the tiger and Shaq? oh my god no it's the weirdest thing in the world and it's so funny and it ends with them saying i love you to each other and it's so wonderful i i once went on a date with somebody who wore the tony the tiger suit for kellogg Oh, that's because their their dad had worked for for Kellogg's and they needed someone in the Tony suit. So I I technically have dated Tony the Tiger. <laughs> uh, congratulations! I don't know what to say to that. I dated Tony uh, the Tiger. I deserve this town. Um. So, but I don't. I don't like Captain Crunch. I don't. I don't know. He's not Count Chocula's normal. Is is he though? Yeah, why? He doesn't do anything. He just gives us delicious chocolate cereal. He doesn't bother does, anybody. Does he like suck people's blood? He's a no, vampire. He's a chocolate vampire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Does the count on Sesame Street suck your blood or does he just count numbers? I mean, maybe. I don't think I don't think he's like like counting the children's bodies in his basement after he helps them count. Like that's not what he does. The Jim Henson company's gonna sue me. <laughs> Actually, Robot Chicken already did this. They did a Blade parody of Sesame Street where this is what happens, where people come into Sesame Street and the count turns them all into vampires. <laughs> that sounded um, like the count. Huh, huh, huh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, anyway, the serial characters are all weird. I, that's what I think. Um, uh, no, I disagree with that. I will, we'll, you- we're going to put a poll on our instagram about this and we're gonna see what our viewer listeners think but 
There are normal serial. Okay, do you think Swedish Chef is weird for being a serial character? Because technically he is. We just talked about that. Yeah, but he's not a serial character. That would be like saying, uh, you know, uh, there's new Pikachu cereal, and now Pikachu is a serial character. It's like, Ooh, no, you just don't get me started on the the Pokemon cereal from when we were kids. Oh, that stuff was good. <laughs> Yeah, just because you slap IP onto something doesn't then make it a serial character. Okay, well the serial. Okay, now we have to have a we have to have like a a spinoff episode where we talk about the different serial characters because some of them are discontinued. They deck they would fit in our museum. Like that's true. I actually don't think they make trick cereal anymore. Oh yeah, they make trick cereal. Do they? Yeah, absolutely. I thought that had been discontinued. Yeah, no. Maybe no, no. they did. They discontinue the rabbit. The rabbit, I think, went away for a while, but then, like, that surprises me, because, like, mascots and things like that are what you want. Like, you want an eye-popping mascot on a box. Who, who's your favorite uh, serial character? Gosh, I don't know. Um, Probably, well, I'm going to have to say Count Chocula. You know what? It is Count Chocula, because as a kid, I loved that serial, and I used to love, I mean, I still like it, but I loved Halloween. So, like, a cool safe vampire who gave me chocolate like hi how did i not get taken in a van <laughs> i just heard what i said and jiminy christmas um no i count chocolate was my favorite when i was a kid he was my favorite serial character the lucky charms guy was kind of a jerk yeah he yeah he was just like constantly trying to not let kids eat his cereal it's like well then what's stop. the point like yeah, st- the point st- you're thing? being selfish um uh toucan sam I don't know. Um, I like Toucan Sam. I have a plush toy of Toucan Sam that I got at Cereal City USA in Battle Creek, Michigan. That's a story. Oh, it is, and we'll probably do that because Cereal City no longer exists, and so ah. we do themed entertainment uh, exhibit. We're going to be talking about Cereal City. But yeah, no, like, yeah, I would say Count Dracula, okay. hands down. Like, I mean, again, the Tricks Rabbit like clearly belonged in a psych psych ward i didn't like sports so i didn't like tony the tiger <laughs> um captain Crunch. I, okay. can we talk really fast about how i love that frosted flakes is like the sporty series it is like, like you're about to go to the big game have a big bowl of frosted flakes i mean i that was smart marketing oh i mean it, it was is, brilliant but... stamp crackle and pop i, I want pop the whoever wears red seems mean so I didn't like him. <laughs> Although I did like Rice Krispie Treat cereal because I'm a kid and I liked sugar. Yeah, I mean, Rice Krispie Treat cereal sounds amazing. We've stopped talking about yogurt. We got to go back. We have. We have. But, you know, this is fine. <laughs> cereal characters are fun. Um, so, I mean, Trix Yogurt uh, apparently, again, has made a comeback here in the last, like, three weeks. Um, apparently, you can get it again. Um, I actually do want to buy it one time to see if it is as delightful as I remember. Oh yeah, that'll um, be or scary. Or whether I was just a kid with terrible taste buds and um and it's hot garbage. You know the the Trix yogurt stuff. It just seemed like it seemed like what happened with Sprinklins and with the Trix yogurt is what happened to a lot of stuff that we've talked about. Is that early two thousands we hit this? Oh my gosh, we need to be healthy. We need to be one hundred percent healthy. Things need to be natural. Things need to be. Um, you know, with no artificial colors or flavors or anything like that. It needs to be all real. And so all these like wacky ideas that everyone had kind of fell by the wayside because we as a society transitioned into this. It's all going to be pure and and natural. Mm-hmm. And these unnatural colors were just not working out. So there's a 
change.org petition to bring back Trix yogurt. And um, it currently has 10,116 signatures. Um, and if it gets to 15,000, it will, according to change.org, it'll become one of the top signed petitions on change.com or change.org. Oh, I, I just Googled uh, Trix yogurt on Walmart and you can buy it. Well, then the petition worked or whatever happened worked. So it is back. Like the reason that came back for a reason, a lot of these products have made their little circles back. If any of them have that we've talked about, or there have been some that I looked up thinking, oh, this doesn't exist anymore, but it does. It's because people are, have that big nostalgia kick and they want their purple ketchup or they want their Dunkaroos. I'm actually really happy Dunkaroos came back. I loved Dunkaroos. Yeah, Dunkaroos, 3D Doritos came back. Like there's, there's a lot of this like nostalgia kick. Now I'm interested to see if all these things stick around or whether they, this is just like another loop and it goes away after a while. So, I mean, so clearly, you know, I, I just Googled it. Go to your local Walmart and see if you can buy some Trix yogurt. Uh, send us a picture uh, uh, and at discontinued on display on Instagram or at discontinued pod on Twitter. Uh, if you are in the grocery store and find Trix yogurt, you don't have to buy it. Just like snap a pic of it. I mean, if you want to buy it, that's cool. But Go you can also it. just snap a pic of it in the store and send it to us. Um, so, you know, Trix yogurt is, is, is back. But what about the Dan and Sprinklings? What do you think? Should this make a comeback? I think if they make a comeback, they need to change the formula a little bit because I think we've gotten to the point as a society where we can make yogurt a little bit more taste appealing to children. I think we know a lot more. Part of me says yes. I think it's an it's it's easy enough to appeal to kids, but it might be tough. I can see it being tough because there are a lot of there's you can still get gogurt. I think you can still get the Danimals drinkable things. I don't know. It's been a while. You have kids. I don't. Um, they're not eating Danimals yogurt. They're eating like the natural, <laughs> natural but I mean, you boring might, yogurt. You might have noticed it, but like, I, and look, your kids are eating natural boring yogurt. So if they're eating it, they've changed it to make it a little bit more appealing. You might not need the sprinkles or you can do it to be a little, a, a special thing. You don't need to put as many sprinkles. They don't need to be a sugar heavy. They can still do the fun things. We don't need a creepy commercial with kids with giant hair no. pretending that they're Willy Wonka. No, no, we don't need that. There was um, one in a not sprinklings commercial. It was like a graham cracker one. Where oh like, yeah. Oh, uh, that the one girl that has one line there. She's scary. And then like it shows how they make the faces in the graham crackers, and it like photocopies one of their faces and yes. warps it. And I'm like, oh, it was like a s'more. Yeah, yogurt. It was, weird. It was a weird, weird one. So I, I I do think there's a I do think it could come back, and I think it would be fine coming back because like I have fond memories of it. I liked it. And I liked its mission. I liked that the purpose was to get kids not interested in eating yogurt, interested in eating yogurt. And hey, it worked. Some little girl grew up to be a full-grown woman who puts pesto sauce in her plain yogurt. That's the dream, I guess. That's it. That's being an adult. <laughs> so I am 100% in bringing this back. I think this product has so many elements of what works today. You have the mystery element. I mean, we've talked about, you know, mystery boxes. I mean, that was the whole thing with the Wonder Ball of like, what's going to be inside? Mystery boxes and mystery things are a huge thing in our society today. And so the idea of what sprinkles am I going to get? And you could even, again, make this IP, you know, tack on with the latest kids show movie, you know, whether it's uh, superheroes or, you know, Disney obviously would be, you know, your your obvious one. But you could do other characters as well. And what character sprinkles do you get? 
but I think that you don't market it as like a mealtime yogurt. I think you market it as dessert. That mm. this is a healthier dessert option. That's Because dessert you can get away with being unhealthy. But if you market it as this is something your kids are going to want for dessert. Yeah. And it also is a little bit healthier for them. I think that could make this be a little bit more successful rather yeah. than trying to say, oh, like, it's yogurt, but it's got sprinkles in it. You totally should buy it. I think people are going to be like, well, wait a minute. Uh, that's wildly unhealthy. But if you market it as this is dessert, this is yeah. dessert for your kid. I think that that is the that's the way to do it. You're right. I agree 110 percent. Because I'm like, think it's like a parent like oh, I'm packing lunch. Oh, they can get yogurt and they can have their sandwich. And then I guess I'll put a cookie in for dessert. Or you can be like, oh, now you're going to get carrot sticks in your sandwich. And this yogurt is dessert. Ha ha. Mm -hmm. And the yogurt comes with sprinkles and has I mean, you can put sugar in it. That's fine. Like it can be a sweet treat, but it also has some of the benefits that yogurt has. That's There's brilliant. not too many health benefits that like a cookie or a brownie has. I'd argue that, but I'm not saying I'm going to be giving you truthful arguments or real arguments, but I'd argue it. <laughs> I would argue it also because, as I have said many times on this podcast, I like treats. All right. Well, do you have anything else you wanted to add to the discussion? No, this was a, a pretty good nostalgia. Again, tricks. It was a trip down memory lane. Absolutely. Yeah, like tricks yogurt was what I had in my lunch a lot when I was a kid. And so I very much like remember good old Randall's Elementary School in Flint, Michigan, uh, sitting at the lunch tables in the gymnasium, eating my Trix yogurt. The kids who go to that school now, that's just the admission rates are going to boom because you said you went there. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's going there now. Everyone's going there. Woohoo. I think the Rams is what we were, unless they've changed it. I don't know. Well, now you're the mascot. Oh, I. Oh, gosh. That's frightening. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you have I'm the power all... to take over a whole town, might as that's... well make you the mascot. You know, that's true. Um, that that was one of my nefarious decrees as the evil James Bond mastermind was that now every sports team is uh, uh, is me as whatever the the mascot is. So, like, I didn't change all of, like, your head on a Rams team. body. Yes, yes. So I, I didn't change, like, all the NFL teams. I didn't change the name of them. But, like, now the Detroit Lions are me as a lion. And the oh, Chicago God. Bears are me as a bear, and the the Buccaneers are me as a pirate. Like it's 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 you know real real classy, real classy. All right, I think our tour is has ended. Yeah, now. I'm getting I'm getting slap happy as a tour guide over here. Oh my goodness gracious, um, Chris! If they want to get a hold of us, where uh, how can they get a hold of our museum? Well, apparently they can come straight to our houses now. <laughs> um, you can get a hold of us by reaching out to us via email, which is discontinued on display at gmail.com, or you could find us on Instagram or Twitter. On Instagram, we are at discontinued on display, and on Twitter, we are at discontinued pod. So don't hesitate to reach out, comment, send us a DM, slide on into our DMs, be creepy. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we love being able to do episodes about things you guys want us to talk about. We just did two episodes uh, that were. Uh, guest suggestions and we i really had fun looking into things that i'd never heard of but some of you guys had and wanted us to talk about that was a lot of fun yeah and as always please rate and review us mm -hmm. uh five stars five stars uh we've already gotten lots of ratings and a couple of you have left reviews that's so awesome um that really does help us in terms mm -hmm. of like boring algorithm talk like the more 
ratings and reviews a podcast has, the more likely the podcast apps are going to like organically say, Hey, maybe you would like this. So, um, please like really do, um, take a minute to give us five stars and, and take another minute to leave us a review and hit that subscribe button. Because if you do, then it's going to just put our next episode there for you. You don't need to go through the trouble of downloading and it's just going to be there and it's going to be like a present. You're going to be so excited. So hit subscribe too. Exactly. Subscribe, follow, whatever the version of whatever, wherever you're listening to us is. Um, That's great. So, um, yeah, absolutely. All right. I think we lock up the museum for the night and go to our new dystopian world that I have created. I got to go out into the dystopian world. You're apparently going into the basement. That's true. I'm I'm going to my paradise. (laughs) Goodness gracious. All right. Well, we will talk to you later, everybody. Have a great rest of your day. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.